On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about the young group of players for the Philadelphia 76ers. Where does it rank around the NBA? How good are these young, talented players as they mix with this veteran team looking to make a deep run in the postseason, maybe a finals berth? We'll dive into it all next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host, and partner Keith Pompey of the Inquirer.com Sixers beat writer. What's up, Keith? What's good, man? How you doing? Uh, pretty good, man. No complaints. No complaints at all. Happy to be here on this Friday. Looking forward to the weekend. Before we get underway, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, we got a lot to talk about. With the young players, we are very, very close to the start of uh, Media Day, which is on the 26th. Today is the 16th, so we're 10 days away from Media Day and then training camp beginning in South Carolina the day after for the 76ers. The players are back in town. We'll discuss them a little bit later on as they get together at the Sixers training facility. And also, we need to talk about, before we get into the young players, the suspension of Suns owner Robert Sarver and the impacts that has on the organization, the league, and all. Did the NBA get it right? We'll discuss that all later on. But, Keith, let's begin with the young players, man, because a lot of times when we talk about the Sixers, even back to the Brett Brown era and now the Doc Rivers coach uh, era, that the 76ers don't use their young players enough. And one of them being Tyrese Maxey, he's the one that looks to be the player that clearly stands out the most, has an opportunity to take another step where he can – put himself in a position to be talked about as one of the top guards in the Eastern Conference, along with some of the other players in the league paired up with James Harden. But after that, we have a lot of questions. And is that because they don't have enough talent in those young players as they draft and try to develop them? Or are they not being used properly as we have so many veterans on this team and only one young player in Tyrese Maxey, a third-year guard out of Kentucky, coming up this campaign well, we don't know about the rest. What do you think about the young players overall on this team? I mean, I like the young, uh, the young talent. I, I think they all were steals. I mean, you look at, you know, Tyrese Maxey. I mean, we all know about him, his exploits. I mean, here's a guy who went late first round, and now, you know, he's, you know, a, a, an accomplished scorer so far in this, you know, through two, this past season. Now, the guys that other guys who come to mind as the young guys on the team are. Isaiah Joe, a guy who I think can play in the NBA, another second round pick, um, a, a guy who had a knee injury in, in college that really basically kind of messed up his draft stock, so to speak. And I felt like he was a still the same thing with Paul Reed, you know, real a lot of energy. Uh, B-ball Paul, he can get he could, you know, create his own shot um, as a big. He brings energy block shots. He could play the four to five. And Charles Bassey, you think about this. Charles Bassey is a guy who was one of the top players in the country. He goes to Western Kentucky. He messes up his knee. And then all of a sudden, the Sixers get him a late second round pick. 
you know, and, and he's a guy who was projected to be a lottery pick. So when you think of all those things, yes, I like all of them. Now, the problem is with the 76ers are they're, they have a coach who's win now, a coach who's um, who basically is like, I feel more comfortable with veterans, although he won't say that, but he actually has always played the vets. And, um, you know, they're just in a tough spot. But when you look at the talent level and you compare them, if they got more minutes, you could say, wow, Charles Bassett would be one of these pretty good guys. Wow. Paul Reed would be the okay. Wow. Isaiah Joe's a solid guy coming off the bench. But unfortunately for them, they got drafted to a team that wants to win now, and the coach just feels more comfortable playing with um, veterans as opposed to young players. If I had to ask you who's the one that would most likely crack the rotation a little bit and make that jump and make that leap to having that trust from Doc Rivers, having that faith that he can go out there and hold his own and help the team out, who would that be? You know, it's weird because um, I think the one who – I think it would be Charles Bassey. I do. Wow. Okay. And here's the reason why. The reason why. I mean, I know everybody say B-ball, Paul, this and that, and this and that. And, and he does get to play a lot. But the reason why I say that Bassey is, is because when we look at the games that Bassey did play in, the games that he did play in, the first game he played in Utah, first game he got some burn, Joel wasn't there. He played phenomenally. Then next thing you know, they go to Denver. And he he gave Joker a hard time, blocking his shot, doing all types of things. So the reason why I'm I'm saying him more so than everyone else is like Paul right now is a b-ball. Paul is a great guy. He's the man. He could do all these things, but he's still trying to learn that five position. He has to figure out where he has to be at on the floor at all times and things like that. Like he's better. He's more of a guy in transition. You know, it's not a play. It's like is is everything is helter skelter, so to speak. He's going to dominate. But in a more structured offense where you have a role, I think Bassey is better in those type of situations. So I didn't expect that name. That that's encouraging because after the deal with Andre Drummond heading to Brooklyn with Ben Simmons and Seth Curry, I really thought that Charles Bassey would get an opportunity, but he stayed in the G League and he did some nice work there with Kobe Carl, the head coach, and did some fine work, but never had the opportunity with the 76ers uh, as the season went along. So I, I am, honestly, I am surprised to hear you say that he he is the one. Encouraging. No, but, but here's the thing. He ain't going to get, he probably won't get an opportunity because of, you know, now they got Montrez Harrell. But mm -hmm. what I'm saying is when you put him out there, has he, I mean, look, have you, I mean, when he was out there, he's held his own. I mean, a lot of people were shocked when Paul Reed became like, like, remember there was a time when Paul Reed was down in the G league and then all of a sudden he comes back and then he's after Bassey played well. And then Reed became the, the third string center. And a lot of us were scratching our head. Like, Okay. Oh, you know, I, and, and then, but Paul Reed played well, but yeah. when you look at Bassey, they have different types of games. You know, I look at, and I look at Bassey more as a center and I look at Paul Reed more as a score. I more do too. You know I what do. I mean? So that's what I'm saying. You know, okay. that's, that's encouraging though. I do like to hear it. And look, he's going to get a full training camp. 
going against both Montrez Harrell, Joel Embiid, Paul Reed, and seeing where he does, in fact, fit into the Sixers' future and what their plans are for him. Keith, on the other side, we got to step away real quick because we needed to talk about some serious stuff in the NBA. A ruling came down finally on the Robert Sarver decision, the Suns owner, and all of his issues that he has uh, that makes things really uncomfortable. We'll dive into that and see if the NBA got, got it right with the ruling. We'll let people know what it is if you have it. We'll do that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Make sure you do that, folks. Got a big weekend of footballs, baseballs, getting down to the wire with the uh, playoffs, seedings, and a lot of teams out there fighting for these positions. So make sure you guys get involved there. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you do get your podcasts. All right, Keith, uh, the NBA came down with a ruling for Robert Sarver. Here is what we uh, what we have uh, so far for the ruling, which took a while as they did their investigation uh, because there was a lot of stuff going on with this guy, the owner of the Phoenix Suns. And this is really not too surprising for a lot of people as we have seen things uh, develop over the years. A $10 million fine after the investigation, a four-year suspension where uh, they felt like he, uh, he repeatedly did some just some awful things, Keith, uh, as it put in the story uh, in the findings. He uh, repeatedly used the N word when recounting statements from others. He uh, did cooperate, of course, with the investigative process, didn't feel like uh, this was something that needed to be done. Um, what else uh, do we have here that, that I might be missing here as we talk about it? Uh, you know, misogyny, um, uh, harassment, basically, in the workplace uh, with employees, with workers, not only females, but males, of how he conducted himself around them. And he received a one-year suspension. And Keith, I got to tell you right away, I didn't think that that was enough. One year, $10 million wasn't enough. Uh, this is just as bad as what Donald Sterling did. And having already having an example of 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 what this does to an organization and and again having an owner to conduct himself and then hear adam silver say well he's not like any other employee so he couldn't just outright fire him now look you cannot outright fire him this is something that needs to go through a process with the other board of governors and they're making a decision it was very disappointing knowing that what we have already seen with Dallas sterling how things change for the better with the los angeles clippers this guy having this reputation for years uh, of not having, you know, uh, just the, the interpersonal skills to work out the way that he should. Very disappointing with the ruling from Adam Silver in the NBA. 
Yeah, it was uh, extremely disappointing. And, and you know, it, it took me, I'm glad like we're, we're talking about it now, not as, not like right afterwards, because sometimes you say things and um, it's, it, you know, it's immediacy and you say something and you're like, well, I wish I didn't say it. Well, I still feel the same way four days later, right? So it's like, kind of let me know. Now, I'm disappointed in the NBA, but I'm also, you know, and the reason why I'm disappointed is because, you know, I was down there at the bubble and it was all about promoting Black Lives Matter. You know, they had the, the, the player walk out. They did all this other stuff, the league, you know, Adam Silver. And I was like, we support y'all. People had messages on the back of their jersey. Everybody kneeled, right? Um, it got to the point that there were certain committees formed based off of, the, you know, you know, off of social issues and everything. So then all of a sudden it becomes down to an owner who not only, you know, talked about uh, racism stuff. He talked about sexism, you know, sexual harassment, did all the things that, you know, you say you're not supposed to do. Mm -hmm. and, and they're like, well, we gave him a $10 million fine. And to me, a $10 million fine to a billionaire is nothing. That's like even saying to somebody, I'm going to find you $50, right? A guy making $100,000 or something like that. I'm going to find you $50, right? Okay, sure. I'm going to give it to you, right? So so then, you know, on top of that, it, 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 it's kind of sort of like, uh, uh, you know, it's like then they come out and say, well, there's separate rule, there's separate uh, law bylaws, basically, or rules for an employee of the NBA as opposed as an NBA owner. And to me, that was a slap in the face. You know, we talk about how the players, if this is a player's league, they want to make them comfortable. They're doing all this, but yet, and still it's kind of like, we'll make you, we'll, you know, we'll make everything right for you unless certain people do it. And then you got to deal with it. So I commend LeBron James. I commend Chris Paul, who plays for that team, for speaking out. You know, I commend the minority owner for speaking out, saying Donald Sterling should yeah. resign, right? Because, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, what's the difference, right? I hate exactly. To say it. What's the difference? So, exactly. you know, sorry. So, like, you know, I commend them for saying that. But, you know, it's one of those things where, it's really disappointing because now it makes me think of was where was it was did you guys really care about what happened at, um in the bubble like were you really engaged or did it was it one of those things that you wanted the players to play you know what i mean because now all of a sudden when one of your own is accused of doing the same stuff basically you know um a you, don't have, you don't have the guts to stand up and you don't have the guts. No, nah, it's a bad look, man. It's yeah, a bad it's, look for the NBA. Yeah, it's not it's, it's unacceptable. Um, this is not something that we should just sit back lightly and, and just accept it for what it is, obviously. And I'm very disappointed to see how, how they uh handle things with Robert Sarver. So maybe we'll see something though, as this minority owner came out in a statement and said that Robert Sarver needs to be removed from you know, working uh, and having and being a part of, of a team as a as a board of governor. I don't know what his motivation is. I hope that it's legit that he just simply does not like what the man did. And that's why he's doing it. And not simply because 
he wants to be the minority. I mean, the majority owner. I hope that it really is uh, based on the fact that he doesn't like how he is conducting himself. So we'll continue to monitor that, see how that goes. Uh, but Keith, on the other side, we need to talk about something a little more Sixers related and, and good for this basketball team. As we said, 10 days away from media day and 11 days away from the start of training camp. A lot of the players are back in town. They're at the gym. They're getting work and we're starting to see photos. And that's a good thing. What does that mean? We'll discuss it next right here on Locked On 76ers. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens here with you uh, on this Friday. And, and Keith, photos have started to surface of the team, the 76ers players in Camden at their practice facility, uh, getting some work in there. And man, uh, from it seems like they... A lot of smiles, of course, as as guys have been around each other all summer uh, from time, not all summer, but from time to time this this offseason, getting some work in together. You see a lot of smiles, man, as these guys come back together, a lot of new faces, but they're in the gym and they're in the gym a week and a half in advance. And this typically happens, as we know, but it's good to see that, uh, especially for the leadership group that I would say is most likely Joel and B, James Harden and Tobias Harris for these players to be in town. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have mixed emotions for this. Mixed, I mean, and, and there's nothing to get it. I mean, because my thing is, I feel like most elite NBA teams, they do it. You know what I mean? They do. I mean, they basically, like, they have many camps and, and guys come in. And sometimes, you know, guys will, you know, get together kind of like the Toronto Raptors did as a team and worked out all summer in, 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 uh, in, in L.A., at UCLA, right, doing those open runs. So, I mean, to me, I, f I feel like, yes, this is good, but I also feel like it's what you have to do if you if you plan on being a championship team. Now, the good thing is for the Sixers is when you have so many new players and, you know, it's good for team camaraderie to get guys in there because they're going to do this. Then they're going to go to training camp and it's going to be one of those things when we go to media day. You're going to see dudes laughing and joking like they knew each other for a while because they've been playing. But but at the same time, it's good. Don't it get is. me wrong. It's very good. But it's also the things that you would expect them to do when you have like a guy like James Harden, you know, a Tobias Harris, a P.J. Tucker, guys who've been at other organizations where it wasn't it wasn't. um asked to do it was not demand it was expected you know what i'm saying so like because you got to keep it twisted the like the lakers are in the gym working out you know or uh the the, the phoenix suns are in the gym working out you know what i mean it's, it's one of those things that you expect but it is good to see the photos and all this other stuff and guys laughing and joking but to me the bigger story would have been if they weren't in the gym working out well, I can't disagree with you, um, but as you talk about this is what elite teams do, uh, we've had our questions of if, if they are an elite team and how they will gel with so many new pieces. And while we haven't seen it as a finished product in the NBA game, it is encouraging to see, in my opinion, yeah. that, that they come together and, and do exactly what you're supposed to do as a team with the expectations of getting to the NBA finals, challenging for the East crown, and, and this is the start of it and getting together a little bit in the offseason 
I don't I don't think they have to do that in the offseason, but it was nice to see that from time to time, oh, they're all together here. Some of them are together here. These two are pairing up to work out here. I, I, I like to see that. And I, I hope that um I hope that it carries over towards the season. Well, we have a fun year overall, just covering the team, seeing some good basketball. Yeah. Well, well, listen, we got to thank everybody for uh, tapping in with it this this week. And uh, we thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Now, make your second listen, Locked On NBA, where Locked On experts are covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, you mind telling the folks where they can find us? Like my man D just said, wherever you get your podcast, you can uh, uh, subscribe to, get listened to, subscribe to Locked On 76ers. You can also listen to subscribe to our Locked On 76ers YouTube channel by going to YouTube, typing in Locked On 76ers. And as soon as you get to that Liberty Bell, click on that bad boy and you become our newest um, subscriber. Um, also, you need to go to 97.5 in the evenings from 6 to 10, Mondays through Fridays, and listen to the Divine Giving Show. Yep, your boy has his own show and it's phenomenal. So go there, 97.5, listen to the Divine Giving Show. You can also follow D, a great follow on Twitter, at DivineG975, right? You can also listen, uh, you can also read my work in Inquire.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. Thanks, as always, for checking in with us, and uh, we'll talk to you later on. Have a great weekend. Peace. Thanks, Keith.